Oh, welcome to the Crazy Eye Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter or X, whatever the heck that site's called now. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's going on? I do this second episode now of, uh, of I guess, the preseason or leading up to the 2023, 2024 season. Uh, hope everyone's doing well. Quick uh, comment. I My prayers are with the families or if you've been affected, if you live in the old country and you've been affected by all the wildfires going in. <laughs> I tweeted out earlier in the week that um, special prayers to family in Hidalgo. My wife's family is from, um, is from that area. Um, everyone's safe as far as we know, thank God. But um, prayers and good vibes go out to anyone affected in the Greek wildfires. But um, let's try to kind of not put that behind us, but kind of lighten the mood a little bit by talking about our favorite club, Ike, and about Greek football in general. Also, guys, if you can, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you can subscribe. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us become a bigger part of Ike. See this out there. And you guys are the reason the show just keeps growing and growing every week. I see the numbers go up and I'm so thankful to you guys. Pat yourselves on the back. I love doing this because of you guys, because I know there's people out there that actually want to hear my voice. So anyways, let's get on to some team news. Beginning with uh, the signing of uh, Bizarro, I think last on the last podcast, it was almost imminent that he was going to sign with Ike, or rumor was that he was going to sign with Ike as soon as they were into Miami. His former club were able to uh, get Messi in there, um, that he was going to have to be cut. They were going to have to make a roster cut to make room for Messi and Sergio Busquets. So it came to fruition, as rumor had it, that uh, Pizarro's now at Ike. Don't remember exactly, didn't write down his contract details, and I'll talk about Pizarro a little bit later as I get into the... Um, as I get into talking about the friendly between Volos and Ike in the great city of Volos. In uh, other news, Gatsinovich is due to come back. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they're saying he's going to be fully fit for the uh, the Champions League um, third-round qualifiers against Dinamo Zagreb. And on that note, of course, as we know, Dinamo Zagreb is most likely going to be our, our opponent. I'm going to touch on that a little bit towards the end of the podcast because I watched the first half of Dinamo and, and Astana yesterday. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about that. Also, Levy Garcia... Could be on the move. We don't know. Latest reports are that um, Lent, I, I forget how you pronounce that in French, pardon me, uh, have just upped their offer. I think it's up to like $25 million, um, to sign Levy Garcia. Of course, uh, Milisanidi kind of, or the Ike front office kind of counter-offered with given at least appeasing Garcia, even though he, it's come through the media that he's not, you know, pushing the club for a, for a trade to go to a quote-unquote better league. Um, but, you know, he obviously they want to take care of him, give him a nice payday. And I'll uh, talk about my feelings again as I as we get into this. Uh, actually, let's, let me segue into that. Volos and Ike, 3-0 Ike. Uh, Garcia just looks phenomenal. 
Um, my thought process, just like most of the reporters in Greece, and I kind of agree with them, that if we're going to sell Garcia, it's probably going to be after this third round of Champions League qualifying with the two ma- two-legged matches coming with Dinamo Zagreb. Most likely Dinamo Zagreb. Dinamo Zagreb, as they were able to beat Astana yesterday 4-0. I don't remember if I mentioned the scoreline there. So it looks like, in all likelihood, uh, it's going to be Dinamo. Um, I wouldn't get rid of him. Because right now, you, besides Van Weert, who's not... He's a good center forward and a good backup, I think, to Levy Garcia. But Levy Garcia is just on fire. I mean, since he's come back... And I've watched him in both um, this match against Volos and then the match before that, uh, the friendly against Shakhtar Donetsk. It's not the fact that he's just scoring goals. It's the kind of goals that he's scoring. He's scoring, to put it in Greek, Sendeforisha goals. Like, just goals that a striker, a center forward should be scoring. If you guys remember last year during the podcast, all season long, and even from the beginning, and I've apologized to him before, Ironically enough, it was against Volos, our first loss of the season. I think week three of the, or match day three of the season last year, where we lost 1-0 to Volos, where Levy missed a couple of great chances. We remember the Libyakos game in Pira, that he missed a couple of good chances. We just, you know, it was it was very frustrating as a Nike fan to watch him, because you would see there were moments of brilliance where, okay, this could work out, but you could tell he just did not have that last touch. He did not have that classical killer center forward where he, you know, could make a, a center forward type move, a striker type move on goal and be able to put the ball in the back of the net. This year, this season, from the start of it, he looks like he's got that mentality. He's scoring goals like a true center forward. And for me personally, and I know most of you guys probably feel the same way that have been able to watch the last two, the last few preseason games that he's played in, um, I really hope that they hold off. I really hope that the agent, Levy Garcia's agent, Ike, from their perspective, they hold off because if we're able to play in Europe, no matter what European competition we play in, if they do great and make it to the Champions League, it'd even be better. But if we're at least able to make it to the Europa League, um, his stock. And you, I know people are going to tell me it's just been friendlies. Come on, don't overreact. And I get that sentiment that you don't want to overreact to these things because they are just friendlies. But it, once again, I have to reiterate, it's the type of goals that he's been scoring. It's He's really put it together. You could tell he's worked on it or has gotten better at it and just looks like a killer type of striker with that speed that he has up front. The way he can put the ball in the back of the net with his head, which he's always been able to do, because the guy has incredible hops. He can get up there, up off the ground, uh, just to be able to put the ball away the way he has been able to. My personal opinion, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we, or Ike, don't sell him off till the January transfer window, at least. First, I think we need to look for a replacement. I definitely think, unless a team makes like an offer that you just can't refuse. There's no way he's going to get sold before these two matches against Dinamo Zagreb because these are so important. And I think, you know, I've heard a lot of uh, Ike fans and I've messaged some Ike fans back and forth, especially in Greece, 
and just from all over the place lately. Um, they've, you know, we've been talking just in general about transfers and why haven't I uh, been making any more transfers lately? Not really complaining, but just like out of curiosity, like what's going on with the transfer window? We haven't really made that many transfers to begin with. Um, I think they're just waiting out. I think they're just waiting out to see what happens in these games against Dinamo Zagreb because if we're able to get past Dinamo Zagreb, A, we get the higher tier in the in the next phase of the Champions League playoffs. So similar to how it was in 2018-2019 after the championship, the last championship winning year where we played Celtic and we were able to beat Celtic in the third qualifying round and then able to draw an opponent like VD which no disrespect to VD, but they're, we're not the hardest opponent we were, um, we got. Um, similar now, if I could beat Dinamo Zagreb, they would get a theoretically easier opponent. It's never easy when you're trying to qualify for the group stages of the Champions League, especially for a Greek club, but it would be an easier opponent. It wouldn't be somebody like Panathinaikos that uh, drew with Marseille coming up. Um, in the next round, which is going to be a very, very tough test for the Greens. Um, so that's something of a huge positive. And I think we're waiting to see what's going to happen. That way I can know a bigger budget, how much to spend on, 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 on key players that they need. And like Almeida has said before, he stated this, that they're not just going to get a player to get a player. They have many players in mind at one time, and they want someone that's going to fit in the system that Almeida likes to play, and the type of players that he likes to play in certain positions. Uh, but right now, not to kind of talk about it again, I really don't see how they sell him, at least before the Dinamo Zagreb, um, before the two legs of the, this, <clears throat> the first European matches, which is only about two weeks away. So it's very exciting to think the season's about to kick off in two weeks. As I've said before, there's no rest for the weary when uh, it comes to football. Football does not take a long break at all. Uh, other than that, I mean, Ike Volos, Izzini, I mean, this kid has looked fantastic. Anybody that's been able to watch the preseason matches, I mean, I forgot what I forget what I tweeted out the other day, but his on-the-ball movement, off-the-ball movement, the way he, he just... Is not playing like an eight, like a nineteen year old. He's playing like a like a veteran, uh, but he has that youthful sp speed, that youthful you know oomph of just that hunger, man. Um, I see a lot of hunger. I see this kid being very hungry to be out there on the pitch and doing good things and and showing his ability. Uh, very mature, also. I feel like for his age to be able to take the opportunity that's given, be humble with it, but still showcase his talent. I think uh, the ceiling is, is, is high for this kid. Um, you know, like I said in my tweet the other day when I was watching this match, it's going to be hard to get into this roster, especially on the front line of this roster, because Ike are so loaded up front that whose place is he going to take? Is he going to take Atsinovich's place? Is he going to take, you know, Pineda's? He was kind of playing and a Pineda slash Araujo role. I mean, more so Araujo, like right behind Levy Garcia. And just, I mean, he had the uh, the assist on Levy Garcia's first goal, which was half the goal was his, was his movement. Was he, the he got a, 
on the end of a long ball coming down the pitch and was able to get inside the box and at the perfect timing, just able to pass the ball to Levy Garcia and Levy Garcia was able to put it away. And before that, he had that kind of shot that you would kind of describe as kind of a lob, but looked like he was trying to aim to go upper 90 with it. Just a phenomenal shot. Like you were like, wow, it would have been an incredible goal had it gone in. Uh, Chills, man, just getting chills thinking about the potential of this kid. Now, whether that's going to come into fruition, whether we're going to see him a lot this year, I think we will. And let me take a moment here and talk about how important it is that Ike have developed this depth because just like last year, we ran into injuries. You know, Gatsinovich was out for a long time. Uh, Eliasson was out for a long time, but it was like next man up. And you had someone, if not close to that quality, close enough to where they could easily replace that player without leaving the team with a huge hole. Um, so very exciting to see that, especially in the first half, just how well they played. But I have to say two concerning things, and it could be just, you know, preseason jitters. I don't know if you really want to call it jitters or just, you know, people being kind of more relaxed because it's a friendly. We did look suspect at the back at times, both in this match and in the match. I think I mentioned it last time against Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, it kind of scares me a little bit at how players are playing sometimes. Um, at the back. Mohamadi looked great, except for a couple of chances where they were left kind of open. Um, but uh, one big thing about the back, while I'm, while I'm on the subject, Stankovic looks fantastic as the keeper. <laughs> I really have a, a big riddle to to see who's going to be the starter. Obviously, for Stankovic to be the starter right now has probably shown better things than Anastasiadis in... Uh, training, but, you know, that could change, hopefully, and I think Anathasiadis is going to want to stay, I know players can get kind of, not arrogant, but come on, who doesn't want to play, I mean, these guys are playing a game, and some people, you know, some people like you and me might say, oh yeah, put me on the bench and pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'll do it, but still, you have a sense of, uh, not ego in bad terms, but you have a kind of a a, a confidence in yourself. You're like, I want to play. I want to go somewhere and play. I don't want to just sit the bench, but it'd be great to have a one-two keeper combination like Stankovic and Anathasiadis, just like we did last season. And we know something could happen if Stankovic has a bad game or has a bad run of form, Anathasiadis will get his opportunities or knock on wood if someone has an injury, you could play. Hopefully they'll keep it in that mentality. And I, and I think they will because this team seems very tight-knit even players that don't get a lot of playing time. Like at the beginning of the summer, we were talking about how um, Ben Wheat, how I can, might not be able to keep him around because obviously he can score. He's a good forward, especially for the Greek league, at least. Um, and he, the guy has talent. But when he was asked at the end of last season, at the end of the championship season, you know, would you consider moving on? Or are you happy? He said he's perfectly content and happy at Ike. Um so, you know, we, and it's also, guys, we have to think about it in this terms. When players have been part of clubs, like I'm, I'm telling you, if you sat down and asked some of the Ike players that have been there for years, Galanopoulos, Mandalos, uh, who else has been there a long time, Anathasiades, uh, trying to think of any players from, from the past, you know, that, if, that were part of that 17-18 championship team and are part of this team now, or players that have been around for a long time, 
most of them have been through situations where they've been in locker rooms, they've been in, in clubs, in good situations and bad situations. When you recognize how good of a situation this is right now at Ike with Almeida, um, you might not want to you might not want to leave, regardless on how much playing time you get. But this season, no matter who you are, if you could step up for this club, you're going to get playing time because we're going to be in all three competitions. No matter what happens in the Champions League, you're going to have the league, the Greek Cup, and Europe this season. At least, at bare minimum, that's all going to be going on until January. Um, very, very good stuff I saw. Like I said, Stankovic looked great. Uh, second half, they made a lot of changes. <clears throat> um, you know, Mahieras was able to score the third goal for Ike. Lovely goal. It took a little bit of a defection, but a, a deflection. A nice shot right outside the box. It's nice to see him get some confidence. You know, a couple of years ago, we were hoping, we were wishing very, very big big things for this kid. I hope this season will be a bounce back season for him. More than that, man, when I saw Amrabat right after go up to him, tell him congratulations and get in his face. And I, I tried to read his lips, but obviously I'm not a lip reader. Kind of looked like he said something like, that's how you do it. That's how... That's this is exactly why I wanted this guy back. Not because at times I'm about used to piss me off last season when he used to hold the ball too much, but because he's a leader. That's one thing that we, when I kind of blew, not blew up the roster, but let people leave the last championship 17 18 season, they let leaders leave. They let leaders like, uh, sorry, I'm gonna bring him up, but I know he was a big part of that locker room. Uh, Christodoulopoulos, Lazaros. I know he's not Ike's favorite player because of the way he left. He went to Libiacos, but he was a leader. You let, you let that player go. You can't have a club in a locker room that doesn't have leaders. And congrats to Amrabat for being that type of player. He's at the tail end of his career. He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He doesn't, he could, you know, he signed this new contract with Ike. He doesn't have to sit here and mentor kids. It That just goes to show you what type of person he is and how much he cares about his teammates. I loved that. And you kind of show Macheda picked his head up. I think this kid is just lacking a little bit of confidence. You know, oftentimes you get these kids that come up through the academy. If they're showing signs of promise when they're young, sometimes that can kind of get to their head. Someone could say something to Macheda. It's like, oh man, you look like the next Greek Messi or something or... You know, we've seen it happen, unfortunately, especially in Greece with a lot of Greek talent where players will be very talented and then they'll they'll fizzle out. Now, he did have a devastating injury last year. He was given on loan to Ioannikos and he was, what, injured in their first preseason match. So he missed an entire season. Hold on. Not last season, the season before. He missed an entire season. And to come back last year and to have to compete in this Almeida team to make a comeback here, um, you know, uh, but it's exciting to see him get that goal, hopefully get some confidence going. Um, you know, I've talked about how important the academy is before. I've talked about how important it is that we see Greek talent get a chance to play at any Greek club. Um, so big ups to him. I hope we see more of him as the season progresses. Uh, I have to talk about these two um, young African kids that uh, supposedly are going to be going for the Ike B squad. 
Um, yeah, I could beat that. But they've shown tremendous promise. I mean, and I apologize hey, if I'm getting their names wrong and their positions wrong. Um, Roxen, I think, is a Roxen. That's kind of what it sounds like. That's a, that's a pretty killer last name, Roxen, like you're a rock star. Um, I think he plays like a center center back. He looked very good in the second half. Uh, just looked very well off the ball. Very comfortable. If I'm not mistaken, it's either him or the next guy. Uh, I'm going to say, I know this isn't his name, but I'm going to say his name is like Lalana, Lalaya. Uh, many apologies to people out there if I'm not pronouncing these right. Um, one of those two, and I'm pretty sure it's Roxen, was a um, a youth academy player for Sporting that just never moved up or developed how they wanted him to. So it's great. It's great to see him play. You know, even if he doesn't play much for the first team this year, if he keeps on developing, it'd be awesome for Ike to have to be able to develop these players. I've talked about this. I probably make you guys sick by how much I talk about this, how much I want this club to develop their academy, how important that is to take that next step up. Um, I also love that we're developing this pipeline with African players. African players, in some people's minds, unfortunately, are still underrated, even though some of the best talent in the world comes from the continent of Africa. I feel like they're underrated at times by Europeans. Um, I think it's great that we built this pipeline. I think I heard Costas Kizizolu talk about it the other day, that this is the work of... Uh, it was either Costas Kizizolu or Yoru Sakiris that was talking about this is the work of Kone. Kone actually helped develop this African pipeline where we were able to get Zini last year and able to get these two players. And I think, yeah, they, they look they look good. They look good. Um, you know, great things out of Ike. The team just looks together and ready. And we saw good things out of this team, especially the first team in the first half. And then you think, we didn't see Mandalos. We didn't see Gacinovic. We didn't see Pineda. Uh, we saw Pizarro. Let me mention Pizarro. Pizarro, baller. That's all I have to say is just, you could tell he's a class player. You could tell he just uh, knows where to move, <coughs> move, when it comes to getting the ball, his movement inside the box a couple of times was phenomenal. Uh, just looks like the type of player that's gonna it's gonna fit in and soar with this Ike club. That's something that you know some someone was criticizing Ike about um, the other day. One of my friends that I was talking to was saying, "How come Ike? Um, you know, it seems like you're bringing half the Mexican national team to Ike." Um, yeah, and I kind of get that concern, but if they're good quality players and you're getting them at a good price, who cares where they come from, obviously. Uh, you know, again, Bineda just started practicing yesterday with the club, which is exciting to see him back in an Ike uniform after a little break. Um, like I said, that pipeline is just a phenomenal thing to have that connection to Africa, to be able to get players from there and make your name known um, is going to do well if Ike can keep utilizing that both for the players and for the for the club as, as a whole because as we've talked about before guys the best we're going to do in greek football especially when we bring up young talented players is to be kind of a stepping stone in their in their careers so they can go on to quote unquote bigger leagues hopefully one day that's not going to be the case and 
Ike being able to hold Pineda, that's a tremendous gain for Ike, which I've said before last week that I did not think that was going to happen. Um, but everything's looking good. We have um, one more big friendly in Trapezunda against Tramzesport. Tramzesport. Um, and I think that is on Saturday or Sunday. I might be wrong. And that's kind of like the, um, most of you probably know this already. I apologize. Uh, how we say in Greek, prova generale. Like, this is like a match that's going to be taken as seriously as you would a regular or official match. And in the official match, the date hasn't been set in stone, but most likely August 8th or August 9th, most likely we're looking towards the 8th. Um, in the first leg against Dinamo Zagreb. A little keynote on that is um, most likely as they do, especially a lot of times because there are a lot of ethnic tensions between countries in the Balkans. They don't allow the uh, UEFA does not allow traveling fans, away fans at the, at either of these two, the at the two-legged affair. Um, and especially now with, so you have, for those that don't know, you have Dinamo Zagreb possibly traveling to Athens to face Ike. And then you'll have Marseille traveling to Athens to face Panathinaikos. Well, there's friendly relations between Dinamo Zagreb's, I think they're called Blue Bad Boys and Gate 13, which is Panathinaikos, which is the two ultra groups. And then, of course, as most Ike fans know, there's friendly relations between Marseille Ultras, the Commandos, and Original 21. So, and not, and, and I hate this because not, not all Ultras are hooligans. Uh, just because you identify as an Ultra does not automatically X you as a hooligan. Uh, people are just passionate and love to support and love to sing about their clubs. Uh, not everyone's out there to freaking create havoc or get into fights like you're some street gang. Um... But because of all that, I mean, even even if that didn't exist, uh, even if, let's say, Panathinaikos and Marseille were not playing, most likely between Ike and Dinamo, there wouldn't be uh, traveling fans. Um, just a little side note there. So let me talk about this briefly. The Dinamo Zagreb and Astana game, 4-0 to Dinamo Zagreb, which again, all things considering, most likely looks like to be Ike's opponent um, going into the third round of the uh, Champions League qualifiers. Uh, and I actually got a little bit of, um, not really, the, the guy wasn't mean about it. Um, I think it may have been, I don't think it was one of my followers on Twitter, but maybe a, a follower of Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, I tweeted something about Astana looked decent in the first half, but then uh, something along the lines of they fell apart and gave up three goals and it looked like of course, that Dinamo was going to be Ike's opponent in the next round. And this guy said, decent question mark. Astana didn't even have a shot on target. Yes, true. But let me be completely honest. This is the way I saw things. And this is, of course, my personal opinion. Astana, both teams. Dinamo, you could clearly tell were a better team. From the, from the first moment of the match, you could clearly tell Dinamo had better talent. Astana kind of parked the bus. They weren't getting after it. They would counter very few times, very few opportunities. Actually, they had two decent opportunities 
where if their counter was a little bit better, they could have wreaked havoc on, on Dinamo's defense. But just you could tell they didn't have the quality up front. Um, they did well as far as transitioning back a few times. So the game was kind of boring. The first 30 minutes, I have to lie. I can't lie. It was a little bit of a snooze fest. I honestly fell a little bit asleep. Um, and then um, I think at the, around the 25th to 30th minute, Dinamo had their first real chance off a corner kick. Wide open header hits the crossbar, but it was a be- beautifully p- placed header. I mean, the the shot was really the best you could have done. He sent it to an area where it was opposite of the keeper, where even if the keeper dove for it, he was not getting to that. All, you, all he could do is watch it sail past him, but it hits the crossbar, and that was the real opportunity of the match. And at that time, the way the match was going, I thought to myself, I'm like, the only way Dinamo is going to score, especially if Astana are able to help hold their lines this well is through a set piece. Dinamo did look dangerous through set pieces. And of course, the first goal kind of not came off of a set piece, but sort of. It was like a stopped play that it stopped, I think, for an injury. And the ball was given back to Dinamo Zagreb. Here's the way I can describe it. If anyone remembers the goal that Pineda scored against Panathinaikos in the league, our only league win against Panathinaikos this season, uh, if I remember correctly, the one nil in um, in Philadelphia, where play was stopped and the play resumed, and Panathinaikos players kind of stood there like statues, and heads up play for I think it was I think it was Araujo and Pineda that connected or Gatsinovich and Pineda, I forget, but I scored that goal and um, it was a similar situation like the Zagreb players realized okay we can go here. The, um, Astana's defense was just caught watching the entire play. And then before you knew it, the ball was in the back of the net. Really heads up play for Dinamo. Dinamo do have great quality up front where if you give them, you know, the second goal, they give a player too much space. He took a phenomenal shot from outside the box and just put it away in the far corner of the keeper. Um, so they can punish you. And I think after the first goal, you could tell Astana were just shell-shocked. They were just we're kind of like, oh God, oh God, what do we do? What do we do? Our plan fell apart and the whole team just fell apart. So literally between the 36th minute in less than 10 minutes, Dinamo was able to get three goals and that's all she wrote. You knew, all right, this is not a team that was hoping to just keep their lines, park the bus and counter whenever they could to have some type of hope at going through or at least picking up something. Um, in Zagreb and then go back home to Kazakhstan and hope for something better. It, it all went down the window now, <clears throat> out the window. Now, I have to be honest, I did not watch the second half. I was like, you know, this game was, <laughs> it was kind of boring to me, honestly. Uh, I just wanted to watch it because I wanted to see how Ike's opponents would play and who would eventually be the team that we would play. I mean, Dinamo were the heavy favorites going into this match, even though Astana does have a decent name in Europe. You know, they've made the Europa uh, group stages before. They've been in the Europa Conference League um, group stages before. Um, Dinamo, as we know, they've had great runs in Europe of the, the last few years. They're a, a football academy of some sorts. They develop players. I mean, there's three of their big players that are looking to move on, especially the keeper. The keeper is the keeper of the Croatian national team, which 
if everybody remembers, had a phenomenal World Cup over the past winter. You know, he they were able to knock off uh, Brazil in, in penalty kicks and just a phenomenal player that's going to get a big payday. But just like Ike and Levy Garcia, most of these players are probably not moving on before the two fixtures against Ike. For Ike's sake, I hope they, they do move on, especially the keeper because he's like a brick wall. Um, but uh, most likely it's not looking like that's what's going to happen, especially with the moves that these guys are, are projected to take going on to the top five leagues and playing that upper tier that's probably already made European qualifying uh, group stages, those teams that want those players are willing to wait. Maybe they'll put an agreement in place beforehand for the players sold, you know, <coughs> things of that nature. But I didn't see anything out of Dinamo that, yes, they're a team that can't punish you up front, but they're not a team. I mean, they're not, they're not Real. They're not a team that I think a good Almeida Ike should be afraid of. And it's key to say that even though they were probably the second worst draw Ike could have gotten, you know, Ike, if you were to ask them, really wanted a team like Finnich Vados or um, Slovan Bratislava. <laughs> we wanted to avoid uh, Galatasaray, Dinamo. Um, even though they're probably that second team behind Galatasaray, even though Galatasaray looks like they were really struggling yesterday. Um, you know, it's not a team that is unbeatable. And again, I have to reiterate, just like in 17-18, if we're able to get past Dinamo Zagreb, then I don't know who the next opponents are going to be, but I know they're not going to be teams like, you know, Marseille uh, from, from difficult competitions. Um, so... Uh, would I give the edge a little bit towards the Nemo because they have a little bit more quote unquote recent European pedigree? Yeah, but I would say it's like fifty one forty nine. Um, I think I can can go with this team. I think it's going to be a very entertaining match. Very inter entertaining matches. Uh, you know the crowd's going to be ruckus at both places. You know the crowd's going to be ruckus in Athens, um, even though it's going to be in August when a lot of people are ectos Athenas. Um, just very exciting stuff. Can't believe the season is just two weeks away from kicking off. But anyway, guys, if you like the content, again, please review, subscribe, give me five stars, you know, all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'll, um, I'll come out with another podcast. I'll come out with a preview pod before we play the Nemo Zagreb. I hope everyone has a great day. Forza, And I'll talk to you guys again soon.